GM, GM, it is Monday. It is time to do best ball breakfast. We're chasing $2 million like we do every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Let's roll. Bro, I'm telling you, hop in these drafts when these idiot streamers are trying to draft and talk to the chat at the same time. It's so plus EV, bro. Oh, no. I think I I accidentally just took Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. What do we call that? A no-no. <laughs> no way. You don't have to set your lineup. That's incredible. And recently eclipsed 23%, and I'd much prefer it to be in the more 21 to 22% range. standing up today normally i do these shows sitting down but i don't know i'm feeling feeling spry this morning let's get the pour going here i'm going for more gentle pours these days as you guys have seen maybe the past few weeks i got overzealous my pours got dare i say too performative and i was splashing around and i decided the bid equity of a sick pour was not worth the fallout of me having to clean up coffee all over my mic in my desk. Got a good crew rolling this morning. GMs all around. GMs, GMs, GMs. GM Farmer Pete. Yes, I did in case you guys missed it. Uh, last week posted a video on my other YouTube channel, The Deposit Kingdom, about my quest to become an engagement farmer. Recommend checking out that video. There is deep embedded within that video a $500 giveaway that's going to be drawn on tomorrow's Club Top Shot, which is Tuesdays at 9.15 p.m. So get over there, watch that video, support me in my quest to become a premier engagement farmer. Engage with me. I'm literally paying you guys to engage with me over there. Check out that YouTube channel. Subscribe. Also, on that channel, I am putting on the finishing touches on a new best ball strategy video. I know everyone seemed to enjoy that first one talking about the various structures. We looked at the win rates um, for zero RB, anchor RB, and hyper fragile. And this next video is going to be all uh, specifically about BBM3, how the uncorrelated tournaments work, how the EV shakes out, and ultimately the ways we can optimize for becoming a best ball millionaire. So I'm very excited about that video. It's in the editing process now, hoping to have that out by the end of the week. As Tony says, we are so early. Eric Z, Babs, no, I, I, I'm not quite on, on Babs level, but it is getting hot out here. We're, we're now entering tank top. Season, Alex says Schefter is engagement farming pro with his tweet this morning. What did Schefter tweet out this morning? What did Schefter tweet out? I got to go see this now. I need to see what Schefter is doing as an engagement farmer. See, I'm always learning. Well, oh boy. Oh boy. I'm not even going to read that one. I'm not even going to read that tweet. <laughs> Jesus, Schefter. Holy cow, you weren't kidding. I bet he deletes that one. That tweet was posted 34 minutes ago. God, God damn it, Schefter. Um, Okay. Um, When engagement farmer tan, when I start going to the beach, going to the beach this weekend, hopefully. Um, Have I thought about doing any inspirational tweets? No, no. Only inspirational drafts. Let's do it. Uh, Let's hop into a best ball mania draft. If I can find my Chrome tab to do so. It'd be great if you guys just wouldn't hop in this draft with me. Uh, I've been enjoying drafting with uh, randos over the weekend. 
Chrome? Bolic, Chrome is the premier. What 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 are you using? You using Brave browser? Are you are you using some crypto browser that pays you one one thousandth of a of a sat every time you click a link? What are you using? Don't don't come here Chrome shaming me. Oh, oh, I almost pulled the influencer 101, but Brian Schultz grabbed it. I, I honestly think there would have been a riot if I pulled another influencer 101. I think I was batting like 600 on that on Best Ball Breakfast streams up to now. So I'm happy to get the influencer 102. It's basically all the benefits of the 101 without kind of the PR optic disaster of the influencer 101. Let's see. We got uh, Brian. We got Pete. We got Sam. We got Neil. We got Chaos Toffee. We got Alex Berg. We got Epic Daddy. We got Kevin Tompkins. We got C. Crowder. Hawkberg. All right. This is a crew. This is a crew here. Um, Josh says, biggest difference between a randos draft versus friends and family draft. Well, uh, you guys are smart. Uh, you draft good players. You draft good structures. And you like wide receivers. Um, what are we going to do here? I have not... Um, I've not gotten a lot of Christian McCaffrey yet. Um, I've been loving these wide receivers. I have been grabbing Cooper Cup, but for the sake of mixing things up here, let's grab Christian McCaffrey. Let's grab Christian McCaffrey here. But yeah, back to your thing. Um, it, when you're drafting with randos, you're you're still seeing super weird builds. You're still seeing teams grab four QBs when it's completely unnecessary. You're seeing people draft too many running backs. Mainly, mainly structural mistakes, right? Because the same thing plays out over and over on underdog where the ADP is so good. It's so efficient. The best drafters are on there. It gets updated in real time. So it's really hard to make like super glaring, just player selection mistakes because the ADP saves you. It's the ultimate safety net, but you still see huge structural mistakes by a lot of people. But when I'm drafting with you guys, your guys' structures are always pretty good. And so um, there's just not quite the same structural edge is in a, a rando draft, I would say. The one thing I've definitely felt in these drafts is, I mean, it, it's such a clear top five players for me. This Jonathan Taylor, McCaffrey, Cup, Jefferson, and Chase. I always feel super comfy when I have 105 or even 106 because you'll get the rogue Derrick Henry drafter in there, probably because of ETR's ranks. I believe they have... Derrick Henry in the top five there. So you'll occasionally get a Chaser Jefferson pushed down to you. But I do love having one of these uh, top five picks. Good morning, Chris. Mm. Aaron says, can I have the vote, the chat vote on my picks? Go for it, man. Go for it. I would never in a million years do something like that. Uh, but if you want to let the chat dictate your fate, by all means, I'm sure... They will not fuck with you. I promise they will not. Um, Kevin says drafting from the 109 to 112 feels so rough this season, especially compared to last season. Yeah, I guess you, you do feel that um, that tear break. I feel, I forget, I think it was Paul sent me a comment on Twitter saying how he liked the early third almost better than kind of the mid to late second. And I, I kind of feel that too, because there's that nice pocket of running backs. You can get Aaron Jones there. You can get Saquon Barkley. AJ Brown, bizarrely, is still routinely available there. Um, so yeah, I do like that early third. And I can see how that, the beginning of the second, 
you're either taking these wide receivers here, Debo, CD, Tyreek, you know, wide receivers we're excited about, but aren't just in that upper echelon, or you're, you know, having to take a leap with some of these running backs. And yeah, it, it's not the uh, the comfiest spot. This definitely is uh, a best ball breakfast ship chasing draft though here. You know, T Higgins, Mike Evans, normally falling a little bit further toward the late second and they are already off the board here. You guys might make me crank it hyper fragile again. We shall see. We shall see. Um, Yeah, Paul loves the third here. Neil dislikes the late third, early fourth. Yeah. Um, what kind of range are you in there? Occasionally you can get like Deontay Johnson to fall there, which seems fine. Um, all right. They did let me get AJ Brown. Um, that's another clear kind of tear break drop for me at wide receiver. Um, Sam takes Keenan there. Um, I definitely get the reason why he's getting his, uh, week 17 correlation there with the Rams and the uh chargers i took uh i took mike williams over keenan allen in a draft last night i think i'm just going to kind of split that um i don't really feel strongly about one of them over the other uh to the point where i don't want to i basically found if i'm not reaching for mike williams in the early third he i'm just not finding myself in the pockets to get him as much i am on the clock here let's see um should we do Camara. Camara seems nice. I'm just making sure. Yeah. So then we can get the uh the AJ Brown Camara week uh 17 matchup there. So we will we will roll with that. All right. So we have Brian ripping the hyper fragile out of the one hole there. Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette. We are indeed live, Lunchable Connoisseur. Yes, uh, T-Bucks with a pretty nice start he is excited about. I do not blame him. A Jamar Chase, DeAndre Swift start is very fun. Chaos Toffee says he's going to get killed by the wide receiver title wave later. Maybe. Maybe. There are some still nice pockets here. I mean... Even, um, even was it last week we did a ship chasing draft and they're still in that like round seven through 10, I think still a pretty nice spot for wide receivers that is making hyper fragile, pretty viable right now. Um, you definitely start to feel the wide receivers fall off though. After that. Um, to, to, to. Isn't Kamara going to be suspended? Um, I don't know. I don't know. When I I'm I'm drafting I'm drafting 150 of these teams. And what's our what's our uh, our phrase around here? We draft as if we're right. So when I draft Alvin Kamara, I am drafting in scenarios where he isn't suspended and he smashes. So I mean, it would basically be like, are you gonna have zero exposure to Alvin Kamara? because there's a chance he might be suspended. And I would argue that the suspension risk is baked into this ADP. If there was zero suspension risk, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't uh, Kamara be going at this one-two turn with Cook and Mixon? Probably, right? So you're already getting almost a, what, 12 to 13 pick discount? And then in the scenarios where he's not suspended, you're getting insane closing line value. 
And then it also was an easy tiebreaker for me with how much I am prioritizing week 17 correlation to get what I will think are the two best players in this week 17 game between the Eagles and the Saints. So this is one of those scenarios where it's like, we can all have our player takes about these guys or be bearish on a player or a situation, but in the context of this team, this scenario with Kamara makes sense to me. The price is right. The correlation is right. And if he if he gets suspended, like once we get clarity on it, his ADP is going to move in one direction or the other. Um, so you'll have more chances to buy the dip or you'll miss out on it and he'll be, you know, a one-two turn pick again once that's cleared up. Yeah, so Chris mentions this. Do you think people stacking week 17 will create very common constructions in the early rounds? This is a good point. It's something I'm thinking about. I have a an anecdote in this new video coming out looking at um, the way people got funneled into common starts last year. Um, I'm not going to uh, reveal it all, but you know, a super common start was last year was Christian McCaffrey and then George Kittle and Justin Jefferson. And it wasn't because people were stacking them for any game purposes or team correlations, but because the ADPs were correlated. Christian McCaffrey at the 101, Kittle and Jefferson around pick 24 and 25. There were 555 teams around there that had that start, uh, which is a lot for a very specific start considering how many different combinations there are. So I do think this is a fair point. I will say we are very much still in a bubble on the people that are prioritizing week 17 correlations to this extent, it, it is still a very, very small bubble uh, as it pertains to the 450,000 plus people who are into this contest. So I'm not quite worried about it um, right away. Um, and we're also going to see things with Camara specifically, that's going to change his ADP, right? Like we might have a point where it's not possible to get AJ Brown and Camara without using you know, reaching for AJ Brown at the one, two turn, you know, once that gets settled. So I'm not quite as worried about it early on, but I do think that's a consideration, especially as we enter August and there's less uncertainty and the ADPs really settle. Um, that's when I think we can start making decisions about, Hey, how important are unique starts? I'll admit, Alex, um, I have my spreadsheet up here, my my personal little schedule spreadsheet. So I am doing a little bit of an open book uh, test here, cheating a bit. I would say if you quizzed me, I would have most of the week 17 matchups down, but uh, I'm still using my crutch for now. Um, I should be paying more attention here as I'm talking and not plotting out my next picks here. Was hoping, hmm, Jesus, am I really, I really don't want to draft. Ezekiel Elliott. That just does not seem fun. You guys already took all the tight ends. Am I going to buy the dip? No, no, we're going to take Godwin. Oh, I thought Godwin was gone. Whew. Uh, I missed him there. Definitely going to get Godwin. Now I got my uh, week 17 McCaffrey and Godwin, Tampa Bay, Carolina correlation as well. This is uh this is a good one for the correlation bros here. Let's see. Andrew says, do you take week 15 or 16 into consideration as well when drafting? Week 17 matchups won't matter if you don't make it there. This is going to be a very, very uh, popular uh, term. And this is exactly what my video is all about. It's going to show you just how massive week 17 is and how important it is. 
you have to finish top two out of 470 teams in week 17 to be a best ball millionaire. And I personally, I am more concerned in giving myself a realistic shot to become a millionaire if I get there than I am. Um, hang on. Now I'm now I'm distracted again. Let's see. Do we have anything else? And then I'm going to get back to your week 15 and 16 stuff. Let's go ahead. And I don't want any of these running backs. I don't want any of these tight ends. I don't have a quarterback I want to take here. Let's see. Do I want to do Sutton or Juju? I don't see anything pushing me to one or the other. Let's just go ahead and take Sutton. Um, so I, I like looking at the 15 and 16. Like when I'm looking at my spreadsheet, I have uh, all three pulled up 15, 16, and 17. And then what I like to see is, you know, sometimes if I have a player who that I could draft that is facing off against multiple other players already on my team, say maybe one's week 15, one's week 16, like that's a nice tiebreaker for me if I notice, oh, I can get double the correlation even if it's not in the week that matters the most. Um, so yeah, like I, I prioritize everything backwards. Week 17, correlation the most important, followed by week 16, followed by week 15, followed by weeks one through 14. So yeah, but again, to understand why the correlation is so much more important for week 17 is you're having to win a 470 person. It's essentially a GPP tournament, a small field tournament. There's 470 people in your other groupings, weeks one through 14, you're with 12. Um, week 15, you are with 10. Week 16, you're with 16. So correlation is important, right? But finishing first out of 16 isn't quite as hard as finishing top two out of 470. So I think the correlation is by far the most important in week 17. Think about it like if you were playing in a DFS league with your buddies and there was a 16-person tournament, you probably wouldn't be going completely ham with game stacks. And I, you can make some arguments for, for doing that. But I think the correlation is much more important when you're trying to beat out 470 people than it is when you're trying to beat out 15 other people. Um, it's uh, it's going to get worse. Chaos says drinking every time Pete mentions week 17 correlation. Um, it is, we're, we're still talking about it a lot in our bubble. And I still don't think people realize how important it is. Uh, so I'm excited to get this video out. Um, the only thing I, I wish is I wish the, and one of the things we talk about in the video is how the $1 million to the first place in regular season, how that shakes out. And it doesn't change the EV calc at all. We compared the, uh, the BBM structure last year to this year, even including the 1 million to first. And it's still basically the same EV proposition. If that had been spread out more, if it was like 1 million was spread out, say to the top 100 finishers weeks one through 14, I think the EV calc starts to get a little more interesting and you start to see more teams building and optimizing for weeks one through 14. And I kind of wish that was the case because then there would be, you'd be able to justify multiple more extreme strategies in either direction. And you basically have a bunch of teams maybe optimizing for weeks one through 14 and a bunch of teams optimizing for week 17. But 90% of the prize pool is still going to the entries that make it two weeks, 15 through 17. And so it's still just going to be completely skewed toward optimizing for that. 
But um, that would have been a fun thing, I think, if we could have had people kind of approaching it from different mentalities in this draft. Whereas as of right now, like don't bother entering Best Ball Mania 3 if you're not trying to become a millionaire. Yeah, I think I kind of just answered this, um, not even seeing your question. Will you have any teams dedicated to try and win the regular season million? Yeah, it's it's such a, I mean, you're trying to finish first out of 450,000 teams. I, I don't even know how you optimize for that. Um, I don't. I think it's, it's, it's very hard. I mean, I think more hyper-fragile builds, more running back heavy builds to start because you're going to need to get off to a faster start. A lot of the zero RB teams... You're kind of surviving, surviving, surviving. You get to the playoffs, and then these teams get supercharged by the backup RBs and the rookies really surging. You don't have the luxury of that. Similar to like if you've ever played in the FFPC main event, it's kind of an abbreviated regular season. Zero RB sometimes struggles there because you have to get off to really fast starts. Let's see. Wow, you guys already took... Uh, you already took... Um, Hurts from me. Damn it, Neil. Damn it. Should we grab Elijah Moore here? Yeah, we can grab Elijah Moore. Just making sure there's nothing else I am missing that I should be doing. Yeah, we'll grab Elijah. Berto says... What is the RB plan for this build if you even know yet? Yeah, so I would say with a Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara team, um, I guarantee I'm not taking more than five running backs. If I were to use, say, um, two of my next, I don't know, five picks on running backs, I think I could stop at four with kind of a hyper-fragile build. So it just depends if I end up really punting my RB3 till like after round 12 or 13, then I'm probably a five RB build. If I get a couple within the next five rounds, I'll probably stick to four. I am going to grab Schultz here. Um, I know there's great debates out here right now about Hawkinson versus Schultz. Um, I am team Hawk here, but not in a way that I don't want to be passing on Schultz every time. I also have Philly um, playing inside the Dallas Dome against Dallas week 16 for my week 16 correlation bros. And that's a way to get around the week 17 drinking game as I talk about week 16 correlation. And we will see how this shakes out. Need to update my spreadsheet here so I can talk and correlate at the same time. Stop, correlate, and listen. I'm not in peak form yet. I can't draft look at my spreadsheet, talk with the chat, talk about strategy at the same time. I've reached a limit to my multitasking abilities, but I am, I am trying. I'm trying my hardest here. Um, can you win regular season and week 17 prices? Yes, of course. I mean, that would be the most epic feat ever. Uh, you finished first out of 450,000 teams, weeks one through 14, then you finish. Uh, and what's so cruel, though, DJ Local, if you finish second in the regular season and then you uh, get bounced round one, you walk away with $35. I mean, you could, 
there's going to be someone that could potentially lose a million dollars by 0.01 points. It's really good. It's going to be really gross. It's going to be really gross. But yes, there is nothing uh, precluding someone for winning both of those. Just the fact that it would be very hard, I think, to have a team that crushes so hard weeks one through 14 that also crushes so hard weeks 15 through 17. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, exactly. Chat, we're in lockstep today. I'm saying things as I see the chats coming in. Jonathan says, thoughts and prayers to whoever finishes second in scoring weeks one through 14. Ross says, I don't know how you draft on a Stairmaster. It was a disaster for me yesterday. All right, you want you want a little secret to, uh, to how to do the Stairmaster drafts? So the secret is this. First of all, you need to have a towel. You need to be able to draw dry your hands off when you get later in the session and you're all sweaty and you're trying to fumble around on your phone. But this is the real hack. Um, when you are not picking and, or when you're not about to pick, you ramp up your speed. So I'll be at like a 12 or a 13. Then I throttle it down when I'm about to pick. Cause if you're going super fast and you're trying to do everything at once, it can be a little stressful. So then you throttle it down to about a six or a seven things cool down. You're at more of a leisurely stroll. You make your picks, boom, throttle it back up. That's the GTO Stairmaster draft. And as I've been, uh, teasing, on Twitter, I've been in the lab with Nick Rudman. I, I'm not, we're not joking. We are launching Underdog Cardio Club. We should have that out in, I don't know, the next week to two weeks, week and a half maybe. And it's going to be very fun. Uh, we have some fun incentives, some fun prizes, and uh, even some future utility for Underdog Cardio Club benefits. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be all over. Uh, on my Twitter, Underdog's Twitter, we're going to get all the details up there. But June is going to be a month of cardio drafting here. Uh, yes, Sam. Sam always notices me going for these uh, these Philly stacks. I have been uh, finding myself going for a lot of those lately. Um, Sam knows what's coming. Sam knows what's coming. Nick says, if I get second, I better at least get an invite to the UD summer house with some merch. I also want to shake Josh Norris's hand. Um, I don't know about the invite to the UD summer house, but we can certainly arrange. Maybe that's, that's what we need to do. Whoever gets second place in the underdog regular season, we fly Josh Norris out to your house. He knocks on your door. He's got one of those big checks, like when you win one of those sweepstakes. And uh, that's your consolation uh, prize, a photo there. Um, with Josh Norris. All right, what are we going to be doing here? Quarterbacks getting kind of, kind of gross here. Um, let's uh, let's do Pollard. Let's do Pollard here. Build out our Dallas bet. Also gives me outs to staying with a four running back build, which I like. I need to think through quarterback here though. No Russ. No uh, Hurts. No Wilson. No Dak. This isn't a great spot here. Um, let's see. I am not going to do quarterback. I have so much fucking Christian Kirk. Do I really need more Christian Kirk? All right. You know what we're going to do? I never take uh, Kenneth Walker, um, but let's take Kenneth Walker and let's be done at running back. He's what, 10 picks after ADP. I'm probably not getting him in normal drafts where he goes a little earlier. 
The Seahawks play the Jets week 17. Maybe we get a little Elijah Moore, little uh, Kenneth Walker, and then I can keep this as a four running back build, which should come in handy because I'm going to need to go three quarterbacks in this build. Erto says, do you title your Stairmaster drafts? I do. I'll show you right now. Um, and then I'll come back here. So this is my this is my naming convection convention for my drafts. I have I've gotten kind of OCD with it. Fast is obviously a fast draft. If it has a number, that's a stairmaster draft because I grab my calories there. So there's a 725 calories. SC is ship chasing, BBB, best ball breakfast. Um, the splash play drafts are on Spags's account and then slow for slow. So yes. Uh, I, uh, for this exact reason, Berto, I want to know if, uh, how my drafts are doing. And then, you know, what was it this year? All of the, uh, advance rate data was popular. I want to see data, um, split up in, see how I did in slow drafts for Stairmaster drafts versus fast drafts versus stream drafts. That's where the real data is going to be interesting. And then we're going to find out Peter, your best drafts. Your highest advance rates were in Stairmaster drafts. And then I'm just going to stop streaming and I'm just going to do all of my drafts next year on the Stairmaster. That might be the plan. Mm. Andrew says, slogan could be your underdogs better be barking or you didn't cardio right. We might have to workshop that one, Andrew, but I appreciate the think tank. SS is confidence that Mahomes stacks are going to win all the cash. Is this Davis Maddox burner? See Davis Maddox tweet saying they're really letting us get these chiefs double stacks for free. And then I see he reached eight picks on Patrick Mahomes. No, I, I like the chief stacks too. That's another one. Someone was asking me earlier, kind of differences between what I would consider sharper rooms versus casual rooms. And you'll see Mahomes fall further in the sharper rooms. So that's actually where I think I prefer to do my kind of my chief stacks. Um, in the casual rooms, people still like getting those those quarterbacks early in the same way we were seeing, you know, Josh Allen sometimes go at the beginning of the second. Um, DJ, a dog says, are you willing to reach on a guy to complete a stack? Yes, yes. But I would say it's a sliding scale. The earlier I am in the draft, the um, less willing I am to reach the further we get through the draft, like if you think about it on a sliding scale of, you know, our confidence level on picks or rounds one through five players is much higher than our confidence level on say picks 13 through 18. So then that's when I want to lean into correlation, right? Because it's like, I'm probably not going to be right on these late picks anyways. So if I need to move around or to an ADP, knowing I'm not sacrificing a ton of projected points and I'm getting a correlation boost, that's where I'm much more willing to do it. I think I took Kendrick Bourne like 20 spots ahead of ADP in a draft the other day because I was backdooring a Mac Jones stack and it was one of my, uh, my few outs. So at that point, I'm like, I don't care that I'm, you know, quote unquote, reaching on Kendrick Bourne. I don't think he's that different of a bet from everything else there. So I am going to shade out running back. I am going to be putting myself in a knot at quarterback here, but that's okay. That is okay. I think what we might do here, we'll see what Neil and uh, and Sam do. 
Ah, Sam, damn it. You keep sniping me. I was going to set up Galladay there. Um, let's go ahead. I don't think, uh, after talking about the Chiefs, I don't think I have much Hardman, Hardman at all. Denver playing KC Week 17. We'll set up that little Week 17 correlation drink. Everyone drink. I said Week 17 correlation. They also play Seattle uh, Week 15. So double correlation for your buck. You need to pour some more coffee. Ah, no, I can't. How can I pour coffee if I'm on the clock? Do I want to do a tight end here? Do I want to do another tight end here? Hmm. Hmm. Man, I really don't like this spot. Maybe we'll take, should we take Zach Ertz? You guys are going to give him to me. We'll take Zach Ertz and be done at tight end. So now we are, we're done at tight end. We're done at running back and we are QBs and wide receivers the rest of this draft. This draft is getting me, um, this is the one benefit of uh, friends and family draft is you end up taking all the players I like, and then I'm forced to take players that I don't normally like, but at least I'm getting a slight discount on them. See Kenneth Walker, see Zach Ertz. Jay Brooks says the Daniel Jones to Sterling Shepard stack. I don't know if that's my preferred way to stack Daniel Jones. I think Sterling Shepard's like the fourth option, maybe even the fifth. In my order of preference, uh, Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, Wandale, Darius Slayton, Ricky Seals-Jones, and then maybe Sterling Shepard. Um, Josh says, have you been mostly grabbing two top 14-ish tight ends and being done there? Um, I'm pretty flexible. I would say in general, I find myself gravitating toward the two elite tight end builds. Um, and I, but I, sometimes I'll get boxed out in the same way I got boxed out at quarterback here. This is obviously going to be a three quarterback build. Um, I like to remain flexible, but because sometimes what I've noticed is if I, um, if I go zero RB and say I crank wide receivers, but then also get shut out at quarterback, it's kind of hard to backdoor some stacks, right? Because I've already, I'm basically already done using my ammo on wide receiver. And yet the easiest thing to backdoor stack generally with quarterbacks is wide receiver. So I kind of like how this build is shaking out that the two positions that I need here, quarterback and wide receiver, like it'll be easy for me now to think through my backdoor stacks um, easier. But yeah, I think it's, it's like I always say, it's just being flexible to, to where you are at in the draft. Obviously I wish I could have grabbed Hertz. Um, that would have been nice. And then that would have set me down a different trajectory. Um, but in this scenario, I thought, Hey, I'll, I'll lock up Ertz. spending this capital on him here will allow me to be done at two tight ends in the same way going Walker and Pollard a little earlier, I think allows me to go for running backs. And then that just kind of frees me up to approach the rest of the draft. And also when I was looking at the wide receivers earlier, I did not like, uh, what was available there on the board. So it made it easy to uh, to pivot over to tight end. I'm sorry, Jay Brooks. I didn't know I had the world's biggest Sterling Shepard fan in the chat this morning. Mm. 
Oh, sorry. Did I not give you guys the ASMR pour that you need? Jonathan says he likes Ertz at that spot. Yeah. He's one of, it's just, I, I have such a, a bias and blind spot against the olds. Um, so when I get forced into doing it, it's, uh, it's probably for my own good, probably for my own good, but now we are going to have to start thinking about some of these late stacks. All right, let's get a quarterback with some upside, right? Should we grab, uh, should we grab Justin Fields? I say we grab Justin Fields. I know, like I did a I did a three QB build the other day, and it, I ended up I hated the QBs. I think I ended up with Tannehill, Zach Wilson, who is my third quarterback. It was another statue pocket quarterback. At least, at least with Justin Fields, it's easier to tell yourself a, a story of him finishing as a top five quarterback if everything comes together. Um. Damn it. I should have taken Pickens. I was, I wanted to take Pickens here at this pick. I was trying to decide if I should do. Um, now this is a gross spot. Let's see. Ugh. Hmm. All right. We'll just grab another guy. I haven't been drafting. This is the draft where, where I decided to draft olds. We'll set up maybe a little. Uh, did, had someone already taken Zach Wilson? Who took Zach Wilson already? T Bucks, you're sick. You're sick. What are you doing? Now, now I have to roast T Bucks here, trying to set up a backdoor double, not even realizing. No, T Bucks, no, no. Zach Wilson, 15 picks ahead of ADP as your QB3 with Burrow and Rodgers. No. T-Box, you're killing me. T-Box. Here I am just thinking, oh, I'll blissfully set up this double stack with Zach Wilson. T-Box, you're killing me. Oh. Hmm. Goodness. He says he forgot Crowder is on the bills. I believe last I checked, they hadn't updated the Brian Edwards going to Atlanta either. I think I was in a draft where I was, you know, trying to add in a flyer for Derek Carr. And I almost went to select Brian Edwards seeing the LV next to his name. And I said, no, 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 not so fast. Jay Brooks. Thank you for the super chat. Have this contest got so big that we're all fooling ourselves thinking we can win. I mean, if if you think your odds of winning this tournament are good, then yes, you are you are fooling yourselves. But can we build lineups that give us a real chance of having first place win equity? Absolutely. Absolutely. But yes, I mean, this is it's like playing in DFS, right? It's when we talk about like if you watch my, you know, bankroll challenge shows and everyone wants to play the Millie Maker, right? But your ROI, even if you have an edge, even if you have an edge, you would have to play the Millie Maker for decades before you could ever realize that edge. And with these tournaments this size, it's going to be a similar thing. Like you could be the best best ball player in the world, but you would probably need five, 10 of these tournaments, 15 of these tournaments to ever ultimately realize that edge with how top heavy the prizes are. But 
Drafting is still incredibly fun. It's uh, incredibly tantalizing to know that you can throw a $25 bullet and have a shot at 2 million or a million. And, uh, and yeah, but yeah, if, if, if you're trying to find the best investment vehicle for your money, do the individual 12 man leagues, grind the, the cash game leagues and, and stuff like that. This is about building lineups that have a legitimate chance to win $2 million. <sighs> mm. No Bo Sox says only thing notably harder about this tournament is the final round. Not really any harder making the finals here than in most other best ball tourneys. For sure. For sure. What, what was it last year? I think we had, was it 170, 180 entries? And now we're up to 470 in this one. And all of those individual uh, tournaments, let me, uh, let me get undistracted here as I figure out what I'm going to do. Hmm. What other quarterback do I want? I'm going to go ahead and grab Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, one of the, uh, as I mentioned, a couple easy picks to backdoor stack with. Looking at some of my options here. And... Someone asked me earlier, are you okay reaching for stacks? I mean, this is by far, the, this is the perfect example of now when I'm ready to reach for stacks because I need to fill out uh, these quarterback stacks and it's not like I'm going to just take Marvin Jones or Curtis Samuel just because they're higher in ADP. Did someone really just take Juan Dolly? Brian, what the fuck? Why are you guys, what, what are you guys doing right now? Why are you, God damn it. You did that just to spite me. I know you did. Now I'm tilting, and I don't even know who I'm going to pick. I'm going to get timed out. Did I get Slayton in time? Did I... Jesus. Why, Brian, why are you taking Wandale? Why? Why are you taking Wandale from me? As your wide receiver nine, 30 picks ahead of ADP? What are you doing? Brian, Brian, you need to stick to low ball, man. God damn it. Mm. This is, you guys, you guys are really tilting me this morning. I couldn't believe that one. I was about to say why I was willing to reach on Wadale for my, my stack. And then here... Brian's taking him as his wide receiver nine. <laughs> oh, look, if you guys want to torch your own teams to snipe me, I'll allow it. I enter into this contract with you. Handshake emojis. It is what it is. <sighs> yes. Pete's week is ruined before it even started. Look at these two picks. Someday the aliens are going to come down to earth and they're going to be, you know, sifting through human artifacts and they're going to stumble upon this draft board. Why did Wandell and Darius Slayton go back to back at pick 169 and 170? No one will ever know. Wandell is a shrimp. It was a good, it was a good thing. 
Yeah, I actually, uh, all jokes aside on that, I I don't know if I had to like place a bet on who would have a better year between, you know, Slayton and Wandale. I don't know if it's that different of a probability, but it just goes to show you how much we get anchored to ADPs, right? Where I felt so gross typing in Slayton's name, but that was honestly just a panic thing. I was so sure that he was going to be there that I couldn't even think logically on who else I would want to take. So now we have what? Three more picks here. For the audio listeners, we have a 2472 build right now. Fields and Daniel Jones at quarterback, Christian McCaffrey, Kamara, Pollard, Walker at running back, AJ Brown, Godwin, Sutton, Elijah Moore, Hardman, Corey Davis, Slayton at wide receiver, Dalton Schultz, and Ertz at uh at tight end. So with this build, I'm going to be doing one more QB and two more wide receivers. So I'm going to need to figure out what other little backdoor stack I still have possible here. Do you really live on a farm, dude? I do, man. I do. And the only crop, the only yield, the only harvest I have on my farm is engagement. Are you playing any best ball on DK? No, no. I uh, I like drafting on fun platforms. The DK stuff, I, I mean, I it's just truly just the most uh, horrible user interface. Uh, I never have fun when I draft over there. But I I will not begrudge the EV grinders. I, I see some of the rosters you guys post over there. But there's no draft board. It's not like you could even stream it uh, if you wanted to. Can't upload ranks. They made the contest so big that they're going to give out about 200,000 free tickets at the end of the season. You you guys are going to tilt your brains off when you see some of the teams that get built when they spray to fill that at the end. Also, I'm incredibly biased and I love underdogs, so I'm not the right person to ask. What other backdoor stack do I want? Let me let me get some ideas from the chat for some other fun backdoor stacks. Hmm. Are you scared of the Camara legal implications? I touched on this earlier. Scroll back to uh, the beginning of the video. Hmm. 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 I gotta think what other back. I guess I'm just gonna grab Pringle for now, just to get my uh, my field stack. What other backdoor stack do I want? Mac Jones, Thornton. Yeah, I did that one. Did that one the other day. Should I do something really funky? Should I do like a hmm? Hmm. I do like Mac Jones a lot. Why don't we do a Mac Jones? I do like Mac Jones. Yeah, we can do that one. We can also double up fields with Velas if we want. Oh, wow. The chat has suggestions. These are all good. Mills Mechie, Matt Ryan Paris. I like those. Matt Corral, Terrace Marshall. Uh, do, 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 do. Matt, you guys like Matt Ryan's, uh, Paris. Are you going to play FFPC? Yeah. We're going to do a lot of main event drafts over on ship chasing. I think we're probably going to draft, uh, a team over there on Wednesday night, a best ball team. 
so yes, the ship chasers uh, draft uh, a bit on FFPC. Jordan says Mariotti, Mariota, Tate Edwards. I was honestly thinking of grabbing Ritter, of just galbraining a little bit of QB3 upside there. I just wasn't as in love with Brian Edwards as being kind of like the impetus to, to backdoor stack Ritter. I probably should have done the Matt Ryan, Paris Campbell. I haven't been drafting a lot of Matt Ryan. <laughs> Jay Press. You, you gave me $5. You didn't give me enough money to draft Sterling Shepard. This is actually a good point. This I should have done this. I should have done the corral. Um, I blanked on already having CMC, and that would have been a very fun backdoor week 17. Shame on me. I should have done corral Marshall to pair with my McCaffrey bet. Good call, Levi. Good call. Mac Jones over Taekwon. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting the um the different, you know, rookie wide receivers that that get love. Who are the ones that are have decent uh draft capital that are getting shamed right now, right? Taekwon, Mechie, Velas. Were those guys all third round picks, I think? Maybe a fourth round in there. Mm. Matt correlation. How did I, how did I miss this? How did I miss this? <laughs> Jay Brooks. I appreciate you giving me $5, but I'm not taking Sterling Shepard. I'm sorry. I'm not. Maybe I will. I really, I don't, I, I can't, I can't take Sterling Shepard here. Come on. Come on. There's a fun fact for you. Do not tell the ship chasing bros that Taekwon went ahead of Sky. Look, oh yes, thank you, Sam. Sorry, Jay Brooks. I totally, I totally was going to take Sterling Shepard, but then he got sniped from me. I, I, I promise, I was. I promise. <laughs> yeah, three more super chats, and I'll have paid. This, this is my. That's my goal here. My goal is to free roll Best Ball Mania 3 with Super Chats. I am mad that I didn't do the Matt Corral, Terrace Marshall. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. All right. Let's see here. We can do a quick uh, final pass through at this team. Also, I have been posting the audio of these drafts. If for some reason you guys like listening to these on the go, of course, you don't get to see the draft board, but I will do my best to make this friendly for the uh, the audio listeners. So end up with a 3-4-9-2 build. Uh, Fields, Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, double Jones there at quarterback. Four running backs, McCaffrey, Kamara, Pollard, Kenneth Walker. Hashtag aren't you scared about Kamara. Uh, wide receiver, A.J. Brown, Chris Godwin, Sutton, Elijah Moore, Hardman, Corey Davis, Darius Slayton, Byron Pringle, Tyquan Thornton, two tight ends, Dalton Schultz, Zach Ertz, Ultimately, like this team a good bit, got a lot of my correlation that I wanted, feel good about pushing the uh, the extremes here with only four running backs, two tight ends in this build, making up for not getting an elite QB with three here. Um, really, the only things that tilted me was just massively reaching on Slayton instead of getting Wandale, but not a huge deal. 
And I think I could have been a little more creative there instead of doing my Mac Jones Taekwon. I wish I would have done the Corral Terrace Marshall. All in all, a fun draft here. Jay Brooks just emptying the clip, emptying the clip. Um, Jay Brooks, I will draft. If you just keep peppering me with $5 super chats, I will eventually draft Sterling Shepard. That's my promise to you. Um, Neil didn't realize that was the last round, joined a meeting for work. Hey, we're all multitasking here on this Monday morning. We're going to save the saucing for ship chasing shows, but I'm just seeing here if we have anything else interesting from these builds. Yes. Jonathan reminding us, uh, Andy Isabella was uh, also was drafted before DK Metcalf. It's almost like it's very hard to draft both as NFL GMs and as fantasy drafters. And at least, you know, as best ball drafters, we can just say, oh, we just draft as if we're right. But <laughs> can you imagine an NFL GM being like, well, in the scenario where I took Andy Isabella over DK Metcalf, I was assuming a reality where Andy Isabella was way better than DK Metcalf. I don't know if that one's going to hold up muster with the fans like it can with the best ball bros. Uh, C, C Crowder says toughest room I've ever been in. Wow. Good experience. Yeah. There is something to be said, uh, about these friends and family drafts. You never feel quite as good about them, but they get you out of your comfort zone. Iron sharpens iron, yada, yada. It is good to, to find yourself in different constructions. Like I find myself in a lot of drafts being able to get that elite quarterback. I like get being able to get that elite tight end and to kind of push myself out of it to make sure I have you know, exposure to some of these late round QBs, I think is important. Jay Brooks, stop it. Jay Brooks with another super chat. My mom said, I can't send you any more super chat with her credit card. Thank you to Jay Brooks's mom. You funded my next BBM3 entry. We appreciate you. Brian, I already sauced you. Brian wants me to sauce from the 101. So you did your hyper fragile draft. Lamar Jackson, Metcalf, Devonta Smith, Sky Moore, Claypool, Fryermuth, Landry, Dotson. Pickens, Henry, Robbie Anderson, uh, Wandale, Duvernay, uh, Pickett. It's a uh, I like the Pickett backdoor double stack to pair with uh, Lamar. I think is a really nice pairing there. Um, I'm just immensely tilted that you took Wandale as your as your wide receiver nine there. Um, I would say maybe in this build, Brian. I think I would go three tight ends and ten wide receivers. Um, I don't know if Fryermuth and Henry are strong enough for a two tight end build. I'm never going to begrudge anyone for pushing it at the onesie positions, but um, and I do know that you're trying to get your your uh, your double stack in order there with Lamar, but I'm probably probably going a three tight end build there. Um, but a nice nice little mixture there of players. Like I, I think I want. Uh, give me a, give me a third tight end instead of Robbie, I guess. I don't know. Um, bump, 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 bump. Jay Brooks, you're 40 years old and you admitted to li living with your mom. Um, I think that's good though. Uh, I think more people should share a credit card with their mom late into their age. Sam wants me to sauce one Oh three. Well, Sam, you were sniping me multiple times. You get the Cooper cup, Keenan Allen correlation there. Uh, Javante Williams, Herbert, Allen Robinson. This is actually a draft to get Herbert because Herbert's going real early uh, in some of these other drafts. Yeah, what did you get him at? Uh, yeah, you got him right at ADP, 46. 
Uh, Javante, Josh Jacobs, Kareem Hunt, Spiller, and Herbert. Looks like a good crew of five. Cup, Allen, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mui, Galladay. Why, why did you take Galladay from me? That was pissing me off. Van Jefferson, Julio, Sterling Shepard. You did it for Jay Brooks. Tight end, Gesicki, Komet, Everett. Yeah, I mean, this is just a super fun week 17 load up uh, play for that massive shootout game. Both the Chargers and the Rams have really, really nice playoff schedules there. So I haven't been able to pull this one off yet. Um, basically that that Chargers uh, Rams onslaught. Um, but I like how this one shook out for you. And uh, Gerald Everett, still way too cheap right now. Um, all right, guys. Neil, mind addressing my previous question. What was your previous question? Um, I didn't see it. You'd, you'll have to repost it here. You'll have to repost it. You should just laugh at all the wide receiver bye weeks on 106. I'm I'm the wrong guy to laugh at uh, bye weeks. Wait, what team is six? Chaos? On 106? Why? I don't see a lot of week six bye weeks. Oh, week 11, you're saying. I see. Eh, I mean, whatever. I don't think uh, I don't think it really matters. I really don't. I really don't. I mean, even when you have all your week 11 guys, you still have Judy going. You have Smith Schuster. You have Garrett Wilson. You have Calvin Austin. Actually, I shouldn't add Calvin Austin as being a benefit there. None of your other players other than Lawrence have a week 11, but it's fine. It's fine. Um. All right, Derek. Ease, ease out. I mean, you... Uh, you sent your fair share of super chats as well as a, a silent protest, or I guess a public protest against the city of Malden. The, the reasons I get super chats is very weird. Derek sends them to me because he hates a random city in Massachusetts. Jay Brooks sends them to me because he desperately wants me to take Sterling Shepard. This is very a very healthy thing we all have going on here. Um, all right, guys, I'm going to be back today at 2.30 with Spags to draft another Best Ball Mania 3 team on his account. I actually don't, don't tell Spags this, but because I've been logging into his account to do them on our streams because he can't figure out how to size a stream yard window, I accidentally registered for a, a fast draft on his account over the weekend and had, had to quickly unregister and get out of there. Do not tell Spags. He would have been pissed to have actually had a good team drafted on his account. I think that's it. Keep an eye out for that best ball strategy video. I have uh, dropping hopefully later this week. Um, and yes, the engagement farmer video, the, that giveaway that ends, I'm going to probably lock it, you know, tomorrow around 7 PM Eastern. So I can pull the names to be drawn on club top shop, $500 giveaway. I mean, do the math. What is that? 20, 20 BBM three entries. So get over there, watch that video and you'll be entered into a drawing. If for some reason you are not on Underdog Fantasy yet, impressive to make it all the way through this stream, but promo code Pete will get you a $100 deposit match over there, which is the equivalent of four free entries. We'll see you guys at 2.30. Have a blessed week.